Hi, you're listening to After Dinner Conversations, short stories for long discussions. What that means is we get short stories, we select those short stories, and then we discuss them specifically about the ethics and the morality of the choices the characters and the situations put us in. Uh, why did you do this? What makes you do this? What makes us good people? What's the nature of truth, goodness, all of that sort of stuff? Uh, and hopefully we're all better, smarter people for it and, uh, and learn a little bit about why we think the way we think. So thank you for listening. Hi, and welcome back once again to After Dinner Conversation uh, Discussions. I don't even know what's it called. It's called podcast. The podcast for After Dinner Conversation Publishing. Uh, the podcast, though, it changed its name when we had the, the companion podcast. So now it's uh, Philosophy, Ethics, Short Story, Discussions, where we discuss the stories. The other one is Philosophy, Ethics, Short Story, Audiobooks where we have the audiobooks uh, be read to you, which is going really well, actually. It's going, uh, we've won like episode six or seven of that. Uh, I am your co-host, Colby, here with Ashley. Hello. And uh, after a, a little bit of a break, we're like five days late with this or something, uh, we're doing another discussion about a great story. I should also mention a few other things. Number one, you can go to our website, afterdinnerconversation.com. Number two, you can like and subscribe to the podcast. That would be awesome. And of course, uh, the best thing you can do is to get the magazine, which is uh, $1.95 a month or $4.95 a year for the introductory price by going to our website. But you can also get it through Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and Apple and every place else. So get the magazine if you haven't. Those are the stories we're going to be discussing is the magazine stories. Did I forget anything? You're on it. Okay, good deal. So oh, the, the anthology books, too. Oh, the yeah, the, pr the print books. You print can actually books. get print books. That's right. Uh, it's been going for like three years now. It seems like I'd be better at this by now. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, also, uh, we've switched when we release our podcasts. Uh, so they're going to start coming out on uh, Tuesday mornings because uh, it turns out that's a better time to release podcasts, apparently. And we've been doing them on Sundays before. So this will come out on a Tuesday. Uh, okay, so let's do our story. Our story, uh, I've already forgotten the name of it, even though I just read it, which is a little embarrassing. Cruel Means Bitter Ends. There we go, by uh, Marin Biliskov. Uh, so yeah, uh, you want to talk about the story? You want me to talk about it? It's up to you. You are the pro at it. It's all end. you. Okay, so this is actually, uh, it's a well-written story. It is not a complicated story. It's not like there's like a million plot points to it, which is kind of nice. Uh, it's a very readable story, uh, which I mean that in a good way. Um, it is in a, you know, a different world, a different setting and whatever. And in this world, a, uh, a, a soldier worked his way all the way up through the ranks to eventually become prime minister. And the reason he worked his way through the ranks was because they have been at war for, according to the article or the short story, a thousand years with their rivals, uh, a theocratic nation. I forget the exact name of it. It was like the theocracy of something, something. Um, and he ran for president uh, saying that, look, if you elect me, I will end this war. And, it, I'll, and I promise you in my first term, we'll be writing the eulogy for either for a nation. Uh, 
the person who's telling the story is actually his like assistant guy who followed him through the military and followed him to the prime ministership from the military to the prime ministership. And in a normal routine review, found that their like big war ending operation, operation like Swift Wind or something, I think it Swift was. Swift Wind. Yep. Swift Wind. Uh, that's about to happen. Three days away. Three days away. Thank you. Has a leak. And the leak is at the highest levels, like, from the prime minister's office. So the narrator rushes into the prime minister's office and says, Prime Minister, we've got a problem. We've got a leak. I need approvals to uh, find out who this leaker is of our information. It's a big deal. And the prime minister says, which I thought was a little bit weird, but I liked it, was like, let's step into the bathroom and discuss it, implying that, like, the office might be bugged. Yep. And so as the... The assistant guy steps into the office. The prime minister shuts and locks the door on him and locks him in the bathroom. And then the prime minister uh, starts talking to the guy through the bathroom wall. And he kind of does a, I don't know how I would describe, maybe you can describe it better. Like he, he does basically a, like a discussion with the guy because he, the prime minister, feels guilty or confused or something like he needs repentance like he needs forgiveness yes, he's doing yeah he's doing a confessional a confessional that's a great way to do it and actually it's kind of like a little confessional booth now that i think about it yep uh and so he basically explains to the guy through the door that's now locked in the bathroom i'm the one who leaked to the other side i've been providing our own people with false information and basically that he has set them up to lose the war and his reasoning is, like, for a thousand years, people have been dying. And I think that the enemy is evil. They killed my family. They killed people. I've killed lots of them. There have been, they are not good people. There's not, like, reasonable debate about the quality of their civilization. They're evil. However, the only way to end this is to end it. And the and we can't end it by winning it, so we might as well end it by losing it. The quote was, they're not going to give up, so we have to. If anyone is ever going to be happy, evil has to prevail. There you go. Yeah, and he even calls them evil, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they are... It's not like he's thinking, like, they're the better side. No. Uh, and that's kind of the end of the story. He, like... He leaves the guy in the bathroom. And he also says, and I think this is, like, a nice little nod to, like, Austin Powers or those... Uh, you know, he says basically like, yes, I'm telling you my plans and I'm locking you in the bathroom, but really like everything is already in place and already happening. So even if you got out of the bathroom, you couldn't really stop it. You could just maybe make it more confusing. But, you know, someone will find you tomorrow anyway, of course, and it's not going to matter. It wouldn't matter if you got out of the bathroom now exactly. Uh, the other thing I, I forgot to mention is the prime minister, because he was a former soldier, is actually going to be at the front line with the troops and fully expects to be captured and killed in this process of this failed attack. So it's not like he's uh, going to get away from this scot-free. He knows what his future is. Uh, like I said, not a complicated story, but uh, a clever one, for sure. Um, I don't know. What did you think? Like, dislike... Well, uh, it's definitely a means to an end, and that's the ultimate mm, question. Yeah. Uh, you know, this war has been going on for thousands of years, and there's they've been stagnant for who knows how, you know, thousands of years. And so um, the prime minister just sees as, like, that's your, that's your only move in the chess game. 
Is to lose. Is to lose. Because otherwise you're just standing there and letting all of your people die, you know, over and over and over again. Um, uh, one interesting point, too, is when they're having this confessional at the very end, he's like, you're just not thinking right. You're suicidal. You're not healthy. Mm. And he's like, well, maybe I'm not. But this is like the only, again, logical thing for me to think of. Right. So it's 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 scary in a way because... You can have one leader maybe having like a psychological break and decide to do this. And ultimately, like your whole side ends. So I think it's an omen to no one person should ever have ultimate (laughs) power uh, to to decide everyone's fate of your country. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things it reminded me of a little bit is... Uh, you know how, like, in World War One, they had the trench warfare where the guys would come over and they just get machine gunned down? Yep. And, like, 20,000 people would die in a day. And no land would train places. Nothing would change. And so, uh, you know, something crazy like a quarter or a half more, a third of all military-age men between, like, 18 and 25 died in England uh, from this. And really nothing, none of it mattered, right? And so it does... I assume that's kind of the situation here where thousands of people or tens of thousands of people can die and really territory doesn't really change hands much. No, they said they came to a border in the Eastern Alps. Right. And it just stopped cold. And then no matter what anyone did, no one was making any progress. They were just stuck at the Eastern Alps. Yeah. So I'll tell you from my side of it when I read it, my first thought, my first thought when I read it was like, no, like if they're evil, like... You fight to the bitter, bitter end. Mm-hmm. Like, and I totally get that perspective. But then there's some other things that I thought of. Number one of, of course, you think they're evil. They they think you're evil. Mm-hmm. And so that determination is sort of inherently culturally biased. Uh, I mean, one of the tips of the hand is like that they're a theocratic, whatever. They're a sort of a religious, really run thing. But But whatever. So is Nepal. So is... You know, the Vatican Church. Uh, and then the other thing I was thinking, one, I was thinking about the cultural bias and just assuming that they're evil and you're not the evil ones. And then the other thing I thought about, and this is maybe a little esoteric, like a little bit like nuanced or weird, is there's been lots of times in history where the barbarians have invaded the civilized people and in the process become civilized. Like they were the conquerors in in like that they took over the city but then if you look forward like 300 years like oh they adopted their language and they adopted their, their religion and they right and they adopted their hygiene habits and they adopted their and so just because someone's like the invading barbarian doesn't mean that they they might win the war but lose the culture of the lose the culture war and so it's hard to interact with someone even in a war and not take something that you've learned from the other side. Yeah, or like invade their cities and not be like, hey, this indoor toilet thing works pretty well. <laughs> right? Yeah. And uh, I don't know. So so actually, I started off like 100% on the side of this is the wrong choice. And the more I thought about it, the more I got myself to like a 50-50. Wow. Yeah. Okay. What? Okay, so I am I do not agree with his decision. Okay. I don't think any one person should determine a whole country's fate. Sure. Because I feel like, well, okay, 
So I need more, I need more context. Are people being drafted against their will to go and fight? That would be my first question. I mean, I would assume so. If you're in a war of this length of time, like. Well, again, lineage, my grandfather, his grandfather, so on and so forth has been going to war and fighting. So is it more of a, a voluntary thing? Like people are signing up to do the fight or is it constantly being drafted? That would be my first question okay. because I feel like... Because I assume you'd be more against it if there was drafting going on. Yes. Yeah, you're always you, anti-drafting. Because now you're, now you're you know, people are against them wanting to. There's a reason why you have sure. to do drafts. It's because people aren't lining up to go fight. Yeah, that makes sense. And so I, I disagree with one person determining that everyone in their country is going to die. Like you just made that death sentence for everyone. Yeah. But I guess that's what, essentially what you're doing when you when you do a draft too. You're like, hey, you're going to go to war and you have no choice over it. Yeah. I, I don't. So if it was a, if there was a draft, like an, like a mandatory draft, you'd be more in favor of what he's doing? No. I don't agree with anything that he, I don't think there should be mandatory doing. drafts. Well, I don't know. I don't think but, there should be one person. But every war has a draft. Like World War One had a draft. World War Two had a draft. The Vietnam War had a draft. Like I, the Civil War had a draft. Like you just, you can't raise like millions of troops through volunteers. Then maybe you shouldn't be doing what you're doing if your people aren't lining up behind you. That's a good point. Like, if you can't get people to volunteer to fight, maybe you're not fighting for a good enough reason. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, I can see that. So you uh, so you think that he's making the wrong choice by losing the war? I think he should give the choice to the people. Uh, be like... Uh, Do you trust people to make that choice, though? Like, I feel like... Like, what person's going to go on, like, the equivalent of social media or whatever and be like, yeah, let's be invaded? Well, I'd like to know, what are, they, what are they fighting over? Like, is it just a territory? Is it is a parcel of land? Is it a something or other? Because are there options to, like, I, I mean, I don't, he didn't discuss any mediation options. He didn't discuss any previous talkings that happened. He didn't even okay. know, talk about what they were fighting, like, over. Like, and so, uh... So does any of that affect your opinion, then? I, I still don't think that you should just be like, yeah, no, we're just gonna, like, tap out. So you have all these people that are fighting on your behalf, and then people that are just, like, trying to live their lives, and now they're going to die. Yeah. Because you decided, you people, you basically gave an execution sentence to every single one of their citizens. Sure, but he... May have also given a life sentence to all the people in 10 years who don't have to go to war. For their side? No, for our side, too. Because once you've surrendered, the fighting's over. Yeah. I mean, like, so let's say that, you know, uh, I don't know, whatever, 5,000 people die every day at war. And then he has this big, terrible battle and a bunch more people die. But then the war's over. So then, like, your kids don't have to go to war. The part that I don't know about that is you don't know how terrible the other side really is, right? Like, maybe the other side, like, like is like, everyone we conquer is now a slave. Uh, or, you know, or if we, if we, if we do win, we're going to kill every boy over the age of eight or something like or is it something trivial like everyone in this country wears blue everyone in that country wears red right if we conquer you you now you have, have to, to wear, wear our red. color gotta wear red yeah yeah uh, i'm you know and i think he's purposely vague on all these details like i don't think this was an accident because if you start giving details like uh why the uh, why you're at war 
or what happens if you lose, then you've, I think, uh, you've gotten rid of the essential question in the story, right? And the question in the story is, is it ever appropriate to lose in order to end a conflict? I definitely see, uh, sorry, I'm just like thinking about yeah, this yeah. As, as we're going along. Yeah. Um, we know he was voted into prime minister on the platform that the war was going to end. So obviously the people want it to end. Right. And the implication is they assumed it would end successfully. Like, Hi, this is Colby, and you are listening to After Dinner Conversation, short stories for long discussions. But you already knew that, didn't you? If you'd like to support what we do at After Dinner Conversation, head on over to our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash after dinner conversation. That's right. For as little as $5 a month, you can support thoughtful conversations like the one you're listening to. And as an ad incentive for being a Patreon supporter, you'll get early access to new short stories and ad-free podcasts, meaning you'll never have to listen to this blurb again. At higher levels of support, you'll be able to vote on which short stories become podcast discussions. And you'll even be able to submit questions for us to discuss during these podcasts. Thank you for listening, and thank you for being the kind of person that supports thoughtful discussion. And the implication is they assumed it would end successfully. Like, he wasn't going to be like, if you elect me, I'll lose us the war. But either way, people are like, end of war. Yes, we want end of war. It doesn't matter how, we just want end of war. That's... The context of it. I don't sure. know what promises he made. But on that, you can tell that people want it to stop. Yeah. And I can see on one hand, he didn't lie. He's like, I'm going to end this. Right. And he's sure enough, he is. He's ending. keeping his promise. Yeah. He just, maybe some people would be upset about how he's doing it, but he's keeping his promise. Yeah. All right. So let me give you a hypothetical then. Maybe it's easier with the concrete. So, you know, we... Uh, We've, America's fought in a bunch of wars in Iraq and Afghanistan and all these places, uh, or Vietnam, or you can, I mean, basically every country in the world. Uh, do you think it's fair to say, like, hey, we're not doing great in these countries? Like, let's just lose. Let's just, like, we're good. Let's just, like, pull out. If we're in their territory. Well, I mean, let's take Afghanistan for an example, right? Like, that was the big fiasco of the last one. Like, of lately was, we, yeah. we were in Afghanistan for, like, 10 years or 15 years. And then one day, uh, Biden was just like, you know what? Like, I'm done. And they just packed up and left. Well, the big, the big argument. now argu- women, the, wear, now the women big, have to cover their face. The big argument on that was that the Afghan people themselves were not standing up to yeah. fight them. Sure. And so in that case, you're like, yo, we're not going to fight on your behalf. You've got also got to stand up as a whole yeah. and organize yourselves. Like, we're going to help you out a little bit. But I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think part of that argument was the Afghan people themselves weren't stepping up. And in that case, That's I... That's certainly I, part of the yeah, narrative. Yeah, we can't, you like know... we're not going to fight for you. Yeah, no. We're not, we're, we're not going to, you know, hold your hand the whole way. Finally, at one point, you got to get off the yeah. couch and get due to work, too. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, in order to know the answer to if I think you made the right choice, I would have to know what happens after they lose. But I don't think anyone can ever know that about any war. That's the problem, right? Is you have to say, I'm willing to lose not knowing what will happen after we lose. 
I think that's part of the... The only thing I can think uh, off the top of my head of instances where you have like two superpowers fighting over each other is the democracy versus communism one. Sure. Like that is a huge divide. So, you know, oh, okay, say the democratic side goes like, no, we're not going to, you know, keep fight fighting anymore. now. Yeah. You're communism or, or vice versa. Sure. Like, I don't know what would have happened during the Cold War if America had just put out a press release. It was like, we're good. Like, we got to, we, we, we got, we're good. I don't know. Like, or if, I mean, that is kind of what Russia did or the USSR did is they were just like, we're, we're done. I mean, in that case, they just sort of splintered apart, but. Yeah. I don't think under any context is it appropriate for any country to interfere with another country. Yeah. That's but we do it all. I, I tend to agree. Yes, yeah, because I watch too much Star Trek. And that's like one of the main things in Star Trek is like. Knew we couldn't do a podcast without a reference to Star Trek. Because it's, <laughs> it's the greatest show ever. Of course, uh, Star Trek reference. Yeah. Uh, it's the greatest show ever. Uh, no, but I mean, that's one of the main things, right? Is that you don't interfere with uh, with other civilizations and their natural progress. Because you don't know how it's going to turn out. And you don't know if they're right or wrong. And it's very biased to to sort of interfere with... so. So, and this is the thing, I mean, we've talked about this before. So let's take uh, Afghanistan as an example, where it's like, wow, okay, so just like two weeks ago, they declared that all women had to have full head coverings. And like, while that is offensive to me, like, not my country, mm-hmm. like, why is it any of my business? Mm-mm. Like, and so, I mean, I... The reason why we do it is because that country offers us something, whether it be territory, opportunity for base, oil. But even then, I'm sorry, if if your country doesn't have enough of object A, then then you're going to have to make alliances with other countries. Like, I understand you need to have those partnerships, but you can't invade another country because you've run out of alliances with other people or you don't have enough of that that resource. Like, to figure it out. Yeah. Like, switch from oil, so, go to electric, whatever. So is there a good reason? I'm just trying to figure this out. Like, so for me, I was trying to think, like, when is it okay to surrender? Like, when you sort of put pride aside, like, I feel like for me, the distinguishing factor is what happens after you've surrendered. Mm-hmm. And uh, and what freedoms do you lose? What things do you lose beyond just, like, well, we don't get to call ourselves by our national what, when, like, we lose our national anthem. Like, you know what? Maybe losing your national anthem isn't worth, like, 20% of your population. Like, but if it's about, if somebody said, like, look, if America surrendered, you would have to start wearing full head covers. I'd be like, oh, oh, no, we fight to the end. Like, we fight to the last person. Yeah, it depends on on, on the what the other person is doing. Now, one thing I will say about this leader. Um... How strong must he have been to have kept the secret and seen it as the only option and carried it out? Yeah, he's like, like he he like no, he like fully believes in that, like that this is our option. Yeah, and to actually do it, like my millions of people to their deaths or whatever. My gosh, and I like there's and I'm just gonna use an instance, like 
Say you have a dog. It's very old. Yeah. And people are like, no, keep him living because I love him. And it's like the dog is suffering. Yeah. Okay. This is a perfect example. The dog is suffering. Like, are you going to. The gonna, dog being their country. Are you going to. Yeah. Are you going to prolong the suffering? Are you like, am I the only one here that realizes that this is eventually not going to. Like, he's going to die anyway. Yeah. So you might as well just now. That's a that's a that's a great analogy there. Uh, a little bit, a little bit. I mean, the, I think that where the analogy breaks down is we know that there's in the case of a dog that's sick, like you know it's in pain now, and you know that that pain will stop when you put it to sleep. Yeah, there's no other. There's right. It's not like you're going to dress yeah. the dog up in a burka every day after yeah. you put it to sleep. Yeah. Uh, and so I think, I mean, I think that's. The thing, right, is like I think as I'm trying to like work this through in my head and I'm totally working it through as we're talking, I think that part of it is like are there core values that you would lose by that surrender? Maybe he sees it as simple as that. Like not going to be that hard of a transfer. These other people, it's not going to be the worst thing in the world. Yeah. He knows himself he's going to die, by the way. He doesn't have an escape plan. He's not going to go yeah, hide under cheating, a bunker. He's not cheating the system. They're like, they're coming to me first. I, I yeah. just, I signed away my own death warrant. Like, I, yeah. I get it. So that's commendable. Like, to to, mm-hmm. to make the decision, know you're going to die. So I'm, it does make me think maybe the consequences of this takeover aren't going to be so drastic. Yeah. Maybe they are going to save people. Maybe. I don't know. And the, and the story doesn't tell us. I mean, I like think of the example of, I mean, this is again a kind of a weird example. So the end of World War II, uh, after America uses atomic bombs on uh, Japan, there were many military people in Japan who wanted to fight against America, even when America had atomic bombs. And it was the emperor who was like, no, we probably, atomic bombs are bad. We should probably surrender. Uh, and so that is an example of like, you're surrendering, knowing that your way of life is going to change drastically, right? Like they know, they went from basically like a, an emperor feudal system to like a democracy. But for the people that were in power, their time in Japan ended with that surrender, mm-hmm. right? And so, uh, to them, they would be like, you're ending our culture. Like, you're putting an end to our civilization as we understand it, which I assume to those people would be terribly offensive. Mm -hmm. And yet, from our perspective, we're like, you know, democracy in Japan's kind of worked out well for you guys. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's the same thing in here, right? Like, to them, it'll be like, our society is ending. But from the other side's perspective, they're going to be like, you know, we're going to make you better. You just don't know it yet. And so I, there's a lot of that cultural bias that goes into it that I don't know. The, that's why I'm super. Con- I don't know. Conflicted. I mean, is the other person like, we're going to make your life better. So we're just going to like beat you into submit. Like, I don't know. It's like, if I hit you and hit you and hit you and you're like, I'm going to make your life better. Just stop fighting me back. I'm right. like, would you really trust that person who no. is literally beating you? Right. Like life is going to be good right. for you. It's not. Surely both sides have done war atrocities during this. So the other side feels like they could never forgive. Yeah. Like that's just the way war goes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's see if we got any other questions we've got here. Uh, so Our, what, I would yeah. have So I'm very much like, no, he shouldn't have done this. I'm a 50-50. Why, why, what is the pro? Why do you support his decision? Um, On the glimmer of hope that it life would be okay? Yes. And he delivered on his promise that the war would end. Yes. Because I think at the end of the day, 
um, there are instances, and I'm not saying all instances, but I think there are some instances where if you strip away your cultural bias that believes that your way of life is the only suitable way of life for people, that uh, saving people's lives might be more valuable than saving your quote unquote like way of life. Uh, and I'm trying to think like, what's the line where I'm like, no, that's too far. Um, and I don't know what that is because I'm so wrapped up in my own view on culture. Right. So like if some, yeah, if Canada invades America, we're I like, mean, whatever, I, we're exactly. like pretty much equal. Right. But if a religious <sighs> extremist group of any religion were to invade America and I'd be like, no, we're going to fight to the last person. But, but that's only because I personally believe that religious extremists are wrong. But they would be like, hey, 100 years from now, remember when you didn't believe in religious extremists? Like, we fixed you. Look how great your life is now. Like, the same way those people in power in Japan would look at the democracies mm -hmm. today being like, you say you fixed us, but you ruined us. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's hard for me to sort of remove my own cultural bias. But I think if it was something that somehow took away, like, some very core values to... I'd be like, no, I'm out. Like, I can't, I can't surrender. Um, but I'm like a 50-50, honestly. And I wouldn't be a 50-50 if it was like a 20-year war. Like, if we're talking like, you know, a third of the population, I'd probably be like, nah, that's probably okay. But if it's a thousand-year war, you're talking about like whole family lineages that are, that no longer exist, Right. Um, you're talking about basically if someone in your family hasn't died, like, you know, some, like your neighbor to your left or your neighbor to your right has had several family members die. Mm -hmm. And so it's like at a certain point, I don't know, at a certain point, I just tap out. I'm just like, I'm like, I, th I think some parents would rather have alive children than dead morals. Than dead children and morals, right? You'd be like, but we were right. But the, what the other side of that is, again, you're fighting. You might have been that one day, one day away from winning. Sure, it's possible. And yet you were like, white flag. Yeah, no, that's totally possible. I agree. Uh, yeah, and the story makes it seem like they're not one day away. No, but uh, but maybe they are. Um, I don't know. I just. I don't know, maybe I'm being naive about this, but I just feel like there's a lot of morality until it's your kid that died. Like, there's a lot of, like, protecting morality until it's your kid that died. And then you're like, you know what, I'd really like my kid back. Like, um, the one thing I do struggle with with this is the guy being elected to end the war, and he, like, I feel like he a little bit betrays the people that elected him. Because I assume that they they thought like he had some secret plan to win the war. Um, well, yeah, he has the the swift thing. That sounds yeah. like a great plan. Right. A good name is all you need. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I feel like in that sense, it's kind of like a pretty horrible. It's pretty horrible to lie to your people about like I've got a plan and your plan is to lose. Mm -hmm. Now, if he'd have said my plan is to lose or surrender, and then they had voted for him, and then he surrendered, I'd be like, oh, now you're doing exactly the will of the people. Like, uh, but he didn't run it for office saying, like, if you elect me, I will surrender. Um, and so that's one problem I have with his strategy. But um, I'm just looking at my notes to see if there's anything else. But 
I think that's everything I had to say about it. But yeah, if there's anything else. Yeah. I'm, I'm, the one thing that makes me think that there's a reason why both sides are fighting so strongly is because typically when like war starts, like it's like, oh, yeah, go after them. Like think after 9-11, everyone's oh, yeah. like, go, go get them. like a war fever. And then after like a couple of years, people are like, all right, our men are dying. Right. Like we we got, you know, we tried Where's to get the, the bad guy. Like there's no prog- What We're yeah. spending millions of dollars. And finally people are just kind of like, can we just stop? Right. Like you just get war weary. Yeah. And so your thought is if a thousand years you haven't gotten war weary, you must be fighting for a really good reason. Yeah. That's a really good point. I think that is very possible. Or, 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 pro- or propaganda took over. Or things have just gotten so messy and where enough people have gotten pissed off. I think that, I mean, after a thousand years, I think that's part of it. Like, why do you hate the enemy? Well, because they killed my father. Well, why did they kill your father? Well, because they he killed their father. Yeah. And so it just becomes like we're at war because there's just like too many axes to grind. Yeah. Hmm. I suppose that's good. It's a good story. I liked it. It's very readable. Like, it reads very... Uh, we get a lot of stories that are very... Like, they're just smooth. Like, they read like butter. I like those kind of stories. Ch- chime in. What What are you willing to fight for? What are you willing well, to be lo- like... I would love to read people's comments about that. That'd yeah. be really interesting. What, where is that line? What things are you willing to, like, give up in order for peace versus what... Can you not live without that will keep you fighting? Yeah, I would love to read that in the comments. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go. That's a great point. You can go to our webpage because the podcast is on our webpage. And then there's a comment section under the podcast on our webpage. And you could totally comment on it. I'd be curious because, like, for example, let's say we'll use something easy, right? Like, so let's say that we were to stalemate with the Taliban that we're fighting with them. Would you surrender to the Taliban? Just to end the war after so many years, knowing what they sort of stand for. Or would you, and then take your example, would you surrender to Canada if after a thousand years you were like, I think I would surrender to, actually I'd surrender to Canada. I don't even need a war. I would just surrender to Canada. You want some of that Uh, maple syrup. I want some of that. I want some of that health care. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're already buying all the homes down here. Like, what what sort of freedoms would you be willing to give up? Or what sort of regulations would they impose on you that you would be like... If they were like, no more cars, you have to bike everywhere, I'd be like, sign me up. Yeah. I'm okay. I feel like this is what happened with Hong Kong too, right? Like when Hong Kong joined China, China was like, no, no, just join us peacefully and everything will stay the same. And then after like five years, they were like, and never mind. Yeah. And so maybe that happens in this scenario. Yeah, no, put it in the comments on the website um, or go to our Facebook page. You can comment there if you'd rather comment there. Um, you know, like and subscribe, order the magazine, support us on Patreon, buy a book on Amazon, print books. Share with your friends, share yeah. with your family. This yeah. is a really share with easy, your book club. easy, not easy, but like interesting and in, engaging story, yeah. not super complicated. True. Ta- show it to a friend, have them read it and then talk about it. Oh, by the way, if you do want to buy this particular story, I almost forgot. Uh, it is in the November 2021 magazine. Um, if you subscribe, you get you get all of the back years. You get like three years worth now. Um, but if you want to just go buy this one on Amazon or whatever, you can buy it on uh, – it's November 2021. There's a total of, what, seven stories in this one? So There are, yeah. So they're all – and they're all really good. They're all Worthwhile. really outstanding. All right. Hey, thanks for joining us. Uh, next week, we will uh, do another story, which I'll have to figure out what it is. 
Because I don't know what it is off top. It'll of be head. also amazing and thrilling and engaging and True story. in-depth discussion-y. Yes, and maybe we'll get Jeremy and Sarah back here too. All right, hey, bye-bye. If you've enjoyed listening to this, please like and subscribe. Uh, it helps us out a ton. You know, the vast majority of people listen haven't liked and subscribed, which means maybe it shows up in your algorithm, maybe it doesn't. So don't leave that to chance. Just go ahead and hit that button, and we'd sure appreciate that. And uh, that way we can keep doing what we're doing, and you're not left to the whims of some algorithm. Thanks.